0: Hello and welcome back to the Innovators Podcast. My name is Lear Thorson and earlier this week I had the privilege of interviewing Chris James who is the founder and CEO of True360. True360 is an immersive virtual reality experience for zoos and aquariums. I really enjoyed my conversation with Chris and I hope that you do as well. For today's interview with the Innovators Podcast, we're here with Chris James. We're actually here on campus at the Student Innovation Center, which is, I've never been in here, so that's been kind of exciting. But Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, True360, and just what that process has been like starting a company?
1: Yeah. Well, it's a process. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Um, so True360, we create Empathy for Wildlife by capturing virtual reality experiences of the real animals at zoos and aquariums, and uh, I started the company my freshman year of college here at Iowa State. It was actually November 14th of 2016 at 4:07 p.m. I know the exact time because <laughs> I texted my buddy. It was like, "Hey, I've got an idea," and. Uh, he, he actually said, should I be worried? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, well, maybe. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. And, um, and then I, I kind of pitched him on what eventually became True360. And uh, so, yeah, it was, a, you know, four and a half or so years ago now. And uh, uh, since then, we've worked with 170 different zoos and aquariums in the United States and even uh, some international zoos, too. Uh, we've developed a go-to-market partnership with design firms like GLMV Design, and uh, I've built a team of engineers and uh, salesmen, some of which have master's and PhD level education from Stanford and Harvard. Wow. So I guess that's a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. We can dive into it more, but...
0: Yeah, so where did, I mean, the idea come from, or is are animals something that you're passionate about, or the virtual reality more so? Like, where did... When you're going through the process at 4:07 p.m., like what kind of made you come up with the idea?
1: Yeah, well, so the original idea was an ROV. So what I, I thought of putting a 360 camera on an ROV, which are like drones but uh, underwater. Sure. And so then people could drive around the, the device, and it would be like they're scuba diving. So basically, I love scuba diving, and that that's what originally True 360's sort of premise was. Mm-hmm. Um, And we really uh, like pivoted a lot for a variety of different reasons to eventually end up where we are now. Um, But really I think it's, you know, I love animals and I love virtual reality and they kind of both came together with uh, True360 somewhat not purposefully. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like by ac- like a happy accident, I guess.
0: Well, sure. I bet the world of virtual reality was totally different in 2016 versus what it's turned into in 2021. What has that process kind of been like, you know, going with the trends of what this whole project turned into?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> it's, it's definitely way different. Um, like, for example, when we first started... Uh, The cameras that we use now, like an equivalent camera, would have been about $50,000. Now they're about $5,000, so 10x difference there. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So it's gotten a lot less expensive to produce virtual reality content and um, also to view virtual reality content. A lot more people have headsets now. I think 40 million people... View virtual reality content every month in the United States, like on a monthly basis. Um, So the industry has grown a lot, too, in that regard, in the regard of eyeballs, um, looking at experiences. Um, Yeah, those are probably the, the biggest trends I've seen.
0: Sure. I saw something um, probably on the website when I was kind of getting some more information about True 360 was improving perceptions of zoos by connecting them with the animal lovers through VR technology. So when I was thinking about trends too, just kind of like, I know there's been a lot of different things out about zoos and aquariums and the health and safety of animals. Like how has your company kind of ended some of those negative perceptions or like what has that sort of been like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's another really good question. So yeah. And I got to be a little careful about what I say here, but, uh, the sort of, um, our zoos get a lot of negative publicity and, and it's really, um, undeserving negative publicity or, or um, essentially people don't really understand all that zoos put into caring for the welfare of their animals mm-hmm. and also conservation for their wild counterparts um uh that that and also too sometimes people think that zoos are accident prone so you know an accident might happen um at a zoo and then suddenly everyone thinks that zoos are these dangerous places that you can fall into the habitats but the reality is you're actually more likely to get struck by lightning uh 10 times in a row than you are to get hurt by an animal while visiting the zoo wow very unlikely yeah um and also too um of uh there's eight hundred thousand animals in uh habitats and zoos and aquariums in the united states and uh whose care exceeds government care regulations so most zoos especially aza accredited zoos association of zoos and aquariums they take really really good care of their animals and they also do a lot for conservation i think uh well two years ago now i don't know about last year because the the coronavirus but uh, $200 million was donated to conservation efforts from zoos and aquariums in the United States. So they do a lot for conservation, too. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of negative perceptions around zoos and aquariums, um, uh, largely because they uh, the communications departments sometimes struggle a little bit to um, counteract the negative media with examples of their animals. Like essentially they don't have enough content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really kind of where True Three Sixty steps in is we capture wow moments in the lives of the animals that the zoos can then leverage to um communicate with their different um audiences.
0: Sure. So you guys are like the perfect middleman for kind of connecting those examples. And I can even think of you know, growing up, we would log on to some, it'd be like eagle hatching or something like that. And so have you guys been able to kind of get into the educational side of everything? And like, are your viewers, teachers, students, how have you kind of capitalized on that whole other area of just educating people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely done your research. (laughs) I was excited about this. (laughs) So, um, so zoos, like so, the so really our, our customers are the communications departments of zoos, right? And those departments consist of uh, many different individuals. So there's usually like a marketing director, a uh, conservation director, though they might be in animal care, um, and then an education director, also a development director. And so, um, essentially, zoos uh, they partner with different. Um, like, or their local schools, and also to, like, children's hospitals or boys and girls clubs to provide educational experiences to um, their local communities. And so that's definitely a a segment that uh, we've been able to work with some zoos on for providing experiences of the animals that maybe they can't bring to, like, a children's hospital, Um, or um, connecting people more deeply with Um, you know, the animals that can't leave the zoo. So like, you know, lions or gorillas or or bigger animals as opposed to lizards, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And then has, I mean, I'm assuming COVID's made an impact on everybody's lives, but as far as this, I mean, were you guys seeing more engagement with True360 because of COVID or like how has that been a challenge for you?
1: Yeah. So we've gotten more engagement from zoos um because during 2020 you know there was that time period where a lot of zoos were locked down for most of the year Mm -hmm. um and even this year the projections are showing that they probably won't get back up to their pre-lockdown numbers um so um in that regard you know sort of the value proposition of true 360 is that we can engage people with uh animals and um Engage people with animals uh, off-site, and so that resonates really well. But then, on the other hand, these don't really have budgets right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to kind of shift our pitch.
0: How? I mean, you're changing your plan. You're constantly reevaluating what your pitch is and how you're going to make yourself and the product like sellable. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of? talk about how iowa state might have helped you get to that point or different professors or i mean you've been a part of startup pitch and um starters and all those different clubs and organizations and stuff how has that helped you as you are in the working force now and figuring all the hurdles and challenges out for yourself
1: yeah yeah good question yeah they um i mean i'm kind of forever grateful for iowa state and all these sort of extra curricular things that they have here in regards to entrepreneurship Um, and I mean, probably some examples would be, um, the uh, innovative pitch competition in the spring. That was the first pitch competition that I did for True360 and it was kind of when we were first starting out and, um, you know, we, we didn't really know what we were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but we ended up taking first place and that kind of really propelled, um, our, or me wanting to, to continue working on the company. And, uh, and then we got into starter shortly after that, uh, that summer. And I learned a lot about sort of like building myself into um, uh, like the uh, like building myself into what it would take to run a business, if that makes sense. So I, I learned yeah. about running a business, but um, uh, I think I, I kind of grew myself as a person a lot through that, if that makes sense.
0: For sure. And I'm sure that. It was a lot of different, I mean, you're putting yourself in a lot of presenting kind of eyes and the eyes of a lot of different people. Like, were you comfortable public speaking? Were you comfortable on selling your idea? Obviously you believed in it, but that's, I mean, that's hard getting other people to believe in something that you're passionate about. So what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, it was kind of topsy-turvy, I guess, like all things entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. but um it's kind of interesting. So I feel like when I first started True 360, I was pretty good at presenting it. But then actually, as I got more into the company and into the industry, my presentation skills, I think kind of dropped. And the reason for that was I started to like know too much and try to say too much. If that makes sense, it would get cluttered and and people would just get confused. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like I had to, I had to come back, to the start and um, kind of dumb down my pitches so that it would focus on you know one point and, and really hone it in, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, just get them hooked initially and then ask all of your detailed questions because I know all about that stuff too, so.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Did you
0: have any, so you have three employees? Or uh, how many people are working within True360? Four total. And those are all, like, friends that you've had that you met at Iowa State or just found them through needing the job to be filled or...
1: Yeah, so sort of the team development of True 360s, you know, I could talk for hours and hours about it. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, these guys, um, you know, some of them are friends that I I knew they had sort of the skill set that I would need and... Um, they kind of grew into the position, so they kind of, maybe they started off just helping me out, um, on the side and then it was kind of like, well, you know, can pay you and bring you on, you know, part-time or full-time and, and kind of grew from there. Um, others were people where I just kind of emailed like a bunch of mechanical engineers at Iowa State and sent the, and posted a job on Hire and just tried to see if I could, um you know, find somebody that could fulfill the role. And um, one thing I did, too, um, that a lot of, I haven't seen a whole lot of founders do, and and it's got its pros and cons, is I, um, so with True360, with our sort of team development, um, it started off with just me, right? And then I actually brought on a friend of mine that I met in, college um I brought him on probably like less than a week after uh, I came up with the idea
0: was he the buddy you texted like I've got this idea no (laughs) no that was
1: somebody else that was a buddy from back home but um I didn't really at the time know what I needed in uh like a co-founder essentially Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to find a co-founder I didn't know you know what my skill set was I didn't know what uh, skill set I needed in a, in a co-founder and so he ended up um, well, it ended up really not working out but over a period of like a year year and a half so it was kind of a long drawn out year and a half um, and we did learn a lot but um, uh, he, he eventually went and started his own company and then I was on my own for a little while um, which I was able to make a lot of progress and that was actually when I went through the startup factory, uh, which was a great program. I really liked that, that program met a lot of mentors that have, um, been in touch with since I left. It kind of dawned on me that I really needed a team to get to the company to the next level. Hmm. And I wasn't sure, um, uh, or, or I kind of thought maybe I was at the point where I could bring on or, or find an investor. and. Um, bring on team members, and so I went out and I pitched to probably ten different investors, and all of them told me, "Nope, not interested at all." They kind of tore me apart, which <laughs> which really is kind of tough, but that's just how investors are sometimes, uh, especially if you're ill prepared, and um, and so that didn't work. And then I went to a bunch of my friends that had the skill sets I um, was looking for, and. They, uh, and, and at that point, I was the president of the entrepreneurship club and been involved for about a year, year and a half. Um, so I actually did know a lot of entrepreneurial minded people at Iowa State. Um, so I was able to kind of whittle it down to 10 friends, and I went to all of them, and all of them were interested in joining, but none of them uh, came over the finish line. They all, um, you know just backed out and and i think it was largely because they saw how committed i was to true 360 and they weren't sure if they were going to be able to match that Mm -hmm. so i was kind of at an impasse i guess like yeah i couldn't get the company to the next step but i also couldn't um find anyone to help me get the company to the next step and so um ultimately what i ended up doing was um let's keep it so like I don't have any cash either so I can't pay people um was hiring or, or or asking these friends um if they'd come on part-time so not on a founder level but you know a couple hours a week 10 20 hours a week tops get some equity in the company maybe a deferred payment um so money down the line but not right away and um and seeing if they'd be interested in that, and I went back to all ten of them, and nine out of the ten of them said yes. So I actually kind of had to pick which ones to bring on in the company, and that was really how I recruited for a while, was because I, I just couldn't pay people, you know, a standard salary um, or, or an hourly rate, and I was able to really build up the team through that. Eventually, I brought on uh, master people with people with master's level educations and even a phd level education um yeah i learned a lot about how to build a team in that regard
0: and that's what's kind of cool i mean for me getting to hear all these other entrepreneurs talk on innovation and the companies that they're working towards it it seems like there's a bit of a risk factor and there's like a gamble into all of it and so i think that that's kind of the cool part of it is it makes it exciting and it's a new thing every day and You're getting people on who believe in your product and believe in the company and want to be a part of that success. So I think that the team that you have right now, obviously, they're committed and they want to be a part of it, which is exciting. When you were going to the different investors and trying to do that pitch part, was there ever any kind of... I don't know, like language barriers on the world of um, virtual reality, like having to explain to them the details of that. I know me personally, I don't know a ton about virtual reality. So what was that kind of like in just explaining to people what it is or (laughs) the science behind it? I don't know.
1: I'm not sure. I don't think there necessarily was, but not because virtual reality is simple. Like it's definitely a complex thing, more so because... I knew I had to keep the, the pitches simple. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, the investors Goes over their lose head. interest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you were going to explain virtual reality to somebody who has no idea, where would you start in the simplest way?
1: Well, I like to sometimes <laughs> compare it to like you're like a ghost. So like, you know, you're in a room and you can move around that room, depending on how in-depth the experience has been programmed and designed, you could walk around the room, but really, you know, you're in a, you know, your living room or Mm -hmm. on your couch. Um, with True 360's experiences, you can't walk around, but you can look around as if you were right there inside of the exhibit, right next to that animal, you know, right next to that lion or that gorilla. And, um,
0: Is there, like, a headset that you have to put on? Is it just you're watching it from your phone, you can log on to your computer? Like, are there additional products that people can buy that makes the experience more interactive?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, Oculus Rifts and HTC Vibes, um, which are more, like, uh, mid-tier or higher-end headsets. Mm -hmm. But also, too, you can... um, They sell, like, cardboard headsets, and so three sixty has a partnership with a, a vendor so that zoos can purchase these headsets and sell them to their customers or, or audience members um, um, that allow people to put their phones in the headset and then move it around. Cool. So it's a more inexpensive way, I guess, to access virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But also, too, like on an iPad, you can move it around like a sort of a portal into sure. the world. Um, so there's a variety of different ways to... To look at virtual reality experiences
0: well and that is you're probably so excited for what the future holds i mean that's only going to continue to grow and how your company goes along with that will be exciting so do you have any things that you want to share that are in the works potentially or some future plans some goals that you have for true 360
1: yeah well so we just installed a pilot with the blank park zoo in the red panda exhibit And we're starting to get footage in from that. That was on your website. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Really cool. I mean, red pandas are super cute, Mm -hmm. adorable animals. And so we're working with the zoo, and we'll be releasing a ton of content over the next couple months uh, of the red panda. Um, Also, too, uh, we're looking at installing a camera in one of their monkey exhibits. Will be really interesting because monkeys are very curious animals. Yeah,
0: they'd probably get up in front yeah. of the camera. That would be so Oh, they'll fun. they'll
1: try to break it apart. Oh. So, <laughs> well. so it'll be fun to watch them, you know, bash it and yeah. <laughs> try to break into it. So
0: Okay, have you ever run into any of those kinds of situations like how, do you have any crazy stories about putting it in with a lion or a gorilla or something like that?
1: Um, one time we looked at installing a camera in a giraffe exhibit. And so, they were behind a fence, but we went right up to the fence, and so just looking up at these huge giants, yeah. looking down at us with these big puppy dog like eyes, it was just kind of surreal. It's like, whoa, that's so cool.
2: That's cool.
0: That's cool. That you can share that like perspective too with everybody online, which is exciting. Yeah this is a new kind of concept or are there other competitors in the industry as far as, I mean, you're trying to get into different zoos. Are there someone you're going up against?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of indirect competitors in the zoo industry. So think like videographers. Sure. Um, also to webcams. Um, and then also just kind of the internal practices that zoos have mm-hmm. uh, that they're, they're currently doing to engage um, people with their animals um, I think like, like publishing on social media and stuff so that's yeah. that's more of a channel uh, for our content um, and then there's also two direct competitors uh, but in the virtual reality industry um, and so a big one for a while was Next VR and they uh, they were live streaming sporting events and concerts and Specifically, uh, I think the NBA or just basketball events. Mm-hmm. And they actually got bought by Apple about a year ago now. Um, but sort of True360's premise um, is to start off in the zoo and aquarium industry because we believe that it's a, a larger market than people think it is and it's an underserved market. Yeah, 189 million people visit zoos every year in the United States. Uh, that's more than every major league sport combined, and almost double that. Wow. So take the NBA, or NBA, MLB, NFL, and NHL, combine them all, double that. That's about how many people visit zoos every year in the United wow.
0: States. Wow. I would have had Pre-COVID. no idea. Sure, pre-COVID, yeah. Pre-COVID. I was also going to ask like, what your day-to-day kind of schedule is like. What are you currently working on? Is it editing or um just going to the zoos, having that direct like conversation with personnel or what is that day to day life like?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, it's different every day. Sure. Um uh some days it might be uh calling zoos and kind of touching base or moving forwards with our sales efforts. Sometimes I'm just cold calling zoos and practicing sales essentially. Mm-hmm. Um uh, other days it might be drafting marketing collateral or sales collateral, um, you know, running a marketing campaign, usually around the, the fall is when we, we do a lot of our, our marketing and sales. Um, and then other days, you know, it might be more on the engineering development side and, uh, kind of touching base with like our mechanical engineer and seeing, um, uh, you know, what he's working on, and um, what, uh, or just kind of providing my input based on uh, my experiences with installing our previous versions, Mm -hmm. Um, or or running sprint meetings with the entire development team. So, I mean, it really varies every day. Um, And then
0: aside from all the business stuff, you're a student right now, currently.
1: Yeah, well, I do take, so I take, I try to take a class every semester that's kind of, Um, I guess like out there, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So I took Judy Iles' class for a while. Sure. And, um, learned a lot about the basics of entrepreneurship through that. Got a lot of experience through that. I've taken classes at Iowa State on virtual reality production to the journalism college. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot there that's directly applied to True360. Um, I took some engineering classes too that apply, um, sort of mostly to the mechanical side of our development. So yeah, I just try to take one class that's out there, I guess, mm-hmm. every semester.
0: What um, are all the student programs that you're currently in right now?
1: Uh, well, I've kind of outgrown a lot of them, but yeah, like I went through, um, let's see. So I've done all the pitch competitions here. Mm-hmm. Ag EI, Ag Entrepreneurship Initiative, all the stuff there. Uh, Starters, the Startup Factory, Entrepreneurship Club, president for a year, went to the CEO conference multiple years, um, Okoboji Entrepreneurship Initiative. That was a lot of fun. And I met some great mentors through that. Mm-hmm. So I've done, there's probably a bunch more than I'm missing, but I've done pretty much everything except for Sci-Biz Lab. Never did sci Lab.
0: Still, I mean, that's crazy. I feel like that's like I think that that's exciting and very promising to the future of entrepreneurs. I mean, looking at colleges to go to, all that is super exciting. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about True360. I'm excited to see where the company goes from here. And um, I wish you all the best luck in your journey with True360.
1: Well, thanks thanks for having me.